Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Just Riding Along on Mountain Bike Radio. Pork chop sandwiches. Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of Just Riding Along in the year 2019. Tonight's episode is brought to you by pork chop sandwiches. Yard turkeys. And yard turkeys. We have an action-packed episode, but first we're going to dig in and thank Tom Anderson. He sent over 40 bucks and says, thanks for all the help on my fork. And bada bing, bada boom, make that shit go clap. He didn't say any of that last stuff. <laughs> I made that up. But there is a lot of stuff going on. Also, we met Kent, a listener. He came through Tour Divide. Northbound. Northbound on his bike today. May have inadvertently packed my flashlight into his stuff. Matt has like a little like pinky size flashlight. It's a single, like it uses a single AAA battery. It fits in my tight ass pants. And he had his stuff sprawled out. I had my shit sprawled out fixing his bike. And then he left and I haven't seen my flashlight since. I don't think, I'm not accusing this person of stealing it. I think he just inadvertently packs it up with his other belongings or, or in the shuffle of that stuff, it got thrown away. But it's so small, it's like gone. So. Is that your dick or a AAA flashlight? It has definitely never been confused. The two <laughs> things have never been confused. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Because I thought penises were shaped like those batteries you put in power meters, like the 2032s, like real short, but kind of fat. Isn't that called a chode? A- <laughs> I think that's like, like, what, the like one of those uh, one of those old square six volt lantern batteries. No, I've just you always go see a doctor. I've just always referred to it as like you know got that dick like a soup can or a tuna can. I've seen one of those. The six volt battery. I'm talking about batteries. What are you? <laughs> you got a dirty <laughs> mind. Don't look at me like that. All right, so um, we and then. Chris from Ohio and his very wonderful girlfriend stopped in Saturday and met them in the shop and they were awesome. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the girlfriend's name, but she reminded me of another customer and I know that they're not named the same. They just look the same. So sorry. Which customer did she remind you of? It's okay. I don't know their names. You don't know their names either. So it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) And, I know they're bikes. And that's pretty much all that I have going on. Um, or that's all the, the stuff. Oh, and if you're wondering, because this is probably going to be posted way behind. It's like the 7th of July today. The crest is not fucking open. Okay. Not, not even close. Crest ain't even close. There's like a lot of fucking snow and mud and like snow and shit. And the last thing to let you know is if you're a guiding company in Salida and you have permits to do shuttles or permits permits <laughs> cool whip permits <laughs> so if you have a permit to do a shuttle then guess what you would do the fucking shuttle because you would make fucking money we're not gonna lie to you and just say the crest isn't open no as soon as the crest is open you're gonna drive your ass to town you're gonna forget your shoes and your sunglasses and you're gonna forget your gloves and you're going to buy all that shit from us and pay us for a shuttle. So we have, are people saying that they're like lying, that you're lying to them saying that the crest is not open. They they flat out don't fucking believe you when you say, no, unfortunately this great source of economic income for the Valley is not functioning yet due to weather, you know, that I don't control because I'm not fucking 
Captain Planet. I don't know. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> so, and for those of you confused, it's not that I'm not fucking Captain Planet. It's that I'm not fucking Captain Planet. So I can't like whisper in his ear, like, hey, melt the crest. I mean, I would. He's I don't just know not if into Captain, me. I don't know if Captain Planet controlled the weather, but. He can send that like chick or dude, whoever had the fire up there, and they could be like, and they could like melt that shit. Kenny oh, got, got the old, got the DMs. You up? <laughs> yeah, I'm up. It's eight o'clock. Yeah, I mean, that's. Well, like I'm talking about below the belt. <laughs> uh, what do we need to do else? Do we just want to dig into what's been going on? Do we want to knock out a question or two? Can first? I talk about dot five for a minute? Oh my god, this show should be so. Troy, I'm sorry. Troy Laffy, we're sorry because you brought up not too long ago that we should watch out that we refer to the stuff that you put in dot fluid breaks as dot five when it is in reality it could be dot three dot four or dot five point one point one that point one is really fucking important what by the way where the hell do people find hold on regular dot five like the silicon shit i don't even understand like you you have to go to like some random ass auto parts store to find Kenny, that shit you could go to hold the, on hold on hold you on. could go to the a to z shop hold on what you store. don't know is that when andrea said point one her eyes rolled back in her head like a slot machine <laughs> and a little bit of smoke came out of her ear so just know that i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell the whole story don't tell the last. I'm going to tell the last bit. It's important. It's he, important that people know this. Guys, just know that if it wasn't after 8 o'clock, I would open another beer right now because I'm not comfortable. I would stress drink right now. So we had um, a, a tour I'm going to buy. What's that? I'm going to. Don't do that. You'll regret it. Anyway, uh we had a tour divide rider come through on a salsa cutthroat. And this was about, uh, I don't know, it was last week. So it was, um, that wine just kind of smells funny in general. It's not bad. It's just not the best wine. Anyway, sorry, Matt was getting box wine out. Um, Only the finest in this motherfucker. This, so this guy's in the like over 25 day, under 30 day area. So he's, you know, I mean, he's making progress, but he's, he's moving. He's but moving, he's, but he's not in the front group. He's not leaving like a fucking smoke trail behind him. No one's like, wow, how's that guy going so fast? Like, it's like, yeah, that guy's doing it. That's great. Um, So with that in mind, he's on a salsa cutthroat, which is a drop bar mountain bike. True to life, drop bar mountain bike fits two point two tires. Uh, what are you texting over there? Matt's looking at me and texting. Oh, I just I should have texted only Kenny. I just texted Kenny. You up? No, no. After the first you up text, I already muted it. You can't get me twice. <laughs> Got him. Anyway, um, this man's rear brake is non-functioning. You can hold the lever to the bar, and you can spin the rear wheel. Brake does not work. Out there riding spinners. I don't care where you at the club, parking lot, the expressway, whatever. What I want you to do right now is stop and let them keep spinning, baby. Yeah. Front brake works works great. Doing doing fine on the front brake. Well, thank God. Yeah. 
Um, so, and I'm at this point in time at the shop, I'm extremely busy doing something else that doesn't involve tour divide people. Your eyeballs deep in alligators is what my father would say. Yeah, pretty much. That's a very good way to explain what I was doing. It was a busy day. So, uh, one of my newer coworkers pops his head around the corner and says, newer to our shop, but an experienced mechanic. Yeah. He's like, Andrea, have you ever seen purple brake fluid? And I say, that is dot five. That is not dive 5.1 or four or three. That is dot five, which is a silicone based fluid that is meant for. (laughs) I know that one's pretty terrible, isn't it? (laughs) It hurts my nose just to smell it. Uh, that is not, it's, it's not what you put in brakes if they are on a bicycle. It's what you put in brakes if it is a BMW motorcycle, uh, some antique cars, or tanks. Tank. Tank can use dot five, And it is in, mis- it's, it's not mistakable with anything else because it, because it is a bright purple color. And I'm sure they put that color in there so that it, is not used anywhere else. So it's not confused with anything else, but it's bright purple. Um, if you have three, four or 5.1, it is a yellowish kind of like, it's like the color of urine, basically just a pale yellow color. Um, so I said, Glenn, that break is dead. We need to get this man a new break because what it does is it makes the seals swell up and it becomes very unpredictable. Um, it might lock up totally. It's more likely that it's just not going to work because the fluid's just kind of going wherever because the seals are all just like big and squishy. It's like having a slug inside of your brake. So um, I had a SRAM Red 11-speed brake and shifter on my bike that was sitting out on the back porch of the bike shop. And I said, I could sell this man my brake off of my bike, but I need to look at uh, where I can find, yeah, I need to be able to, sell it. I'll just sell it for cost basically. And so I can just put a new one on my bike. And I went to our distributor site. That brake has been discontinued. So I call up SRAM and I say, Hey, this is the pickle that I'm in. Is there any way I could buy one of these from you? Do you have one in like a warranty box that you serviced and it works now, but you can't sell it? Like, what can I do? Um, and they said, Oh shit. You know, yeah, his brake is dead. You know what we're going to do? We're going to just send him a new rival one because that was, his bike had rival on it. And they said, we're just going to overnight a new rival brake to him. So for those of you out there who say, oh, it's okay to put dot .5, not 5.1. It's okay to put that in your brake. I've done it before, blah, blah, blah. SRAM considered this to be serious enough that they said, no, he shouldn't ride that. We will, at our expense, because it's not a warranty, send him overnight a new break and he gets this the guy had gone off to like run some errands you know like go to the grocery store get breakfast whatever he comes back in the shop and i say where did you have this bled because i need to call them because other people are going to be in this situation if i don't and you have to wait until tomorrow to get your break but they're going to send you a new break this guy Decides he does not want to wait till tomorrow. He That's not okay with him. I don't know. Maybe he had a flight to catch. Maybe he was on a schedule, whatever. But he was not going to wait. 
there's another bike shop in town that is a salsa dealer. And I said, well, we don't have any bikes that are one by 11 SRAM. They probably do because they have cutthroats. So maybe they will sell you, you know, either sell a brake off their bike, or you can tell them there's one on the way from SRAM to here, and I'll just give it to them. It's fine. So he takes his bike and he leaves. Two or three hours later, I'm still like eyeballs deep in alligators, as Matt said. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I never heard back about that guy. Like, I haven't seen him. Maybe, you know, is he back on the road? Whatever. I check track leaders. He's, you know, six miles up the road. And so I call over to the other bike shop and I say, hey, guys, you get that guy squared away. Like, do you need me to bring this break over tomorrow? Like, what's up? Did you sell it? You know, what? whatever. They're like, oh, no. His brake kind of worked. We would have had to take a brake off another bike like that. It would have just been a pain in the ass. So since his brake kind of worked, we told him to just go. So that man is out there with probably no rear brake by now or very little rear brake. Um, I haven't watched past a couple of days to see because I just couldn't really like bring myself to do it. But um, yeah, that's it. Don't use... Dot five, and we will. Um, now that we've seen it in real life, and I, I did call that bike shop and I said, you know, hey, you know, can you check your brake fluid because this guy had his brake bled there, and it is dot five and not five point one. And the guy's like, oh no, no, there's no way. You know, we get all of our stuff from QBP. It's all bike stuff. I was like, just please go look at the bottle. And he's still, he's a little defensive and a little put off by what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden he's like, so I can't put this in any bike? I said, no, none of them. He's like, oh. I said, how many bikes have you bled with that, with that fluid? And it was a very long pause before he's like, that's the only one. And I didn't believe him at all. Um, yeah, so I, I put a post in like, there's a tour divide Facebook group. I put a post in there, uh, just like, Hey, if you went here and had a brake bled, you need to go to a bike shop immediately because it's a safety issue. Like your brake will just fail. So yeah, there's that. That's pretty much the, the highlight of my week. I did a bunch of training. Rode like 17 hours last week. That's about it. Oh, yeah, I got Eagle. I didn't talk about that. Somehow this brake thing, like, kind of superseded everything else in my head. But, yeah, so... Um, you got new parts. I got, yeah, I got um, ETAP axis. I got the drop bar levers with the uh, rear derailleur. They're finally starting to gear up to sell uh, separate parts. And you could employee purchase them, and they shipped it July 1st. So I got mine in. And just for any of you out there who are itching to do the same thing as me, like get mix and match parts, just know that that battery is also a mix and match part. You have to get that separately. So battery, charger, you got to buy that along with the other stuff. It does not come with the derailleur. So it's all on my bike right now. It just doesn't work because the battery comes in tomorrow. So you got wireless? Yeah. I got... Yeah, I got the red shifter brake, and then I got um, the XX1 rear derailleur. Got some 180 rotors. Fancy. We had some 
Uh, we had some major chain line issues doing that, by the way. So just uh, heads up. Oh, on what kind of bike? Like a uh, specialized diverge. Okay, so was that 142 rear end? Yeah. Do you think it'd be different with a 148? Of course. Um, well, I mean, like be- different, pro- better. Yeah, it probably would be. We had to. Where do we have to space it? I think we had to. Yeah, we had to space it out. Um, Andrea is not doing anything yeah, think, weird. Yeah, this is a. This yeah, is not I didn't a think bike. this was going to be weird at all. Like this just didn't work. Like in the in the ten and the uh, twelve, so the smallest two cogs, it would do weird stuff. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think if I remember right, we had to space the double crank, um, out, yeah. I think we're we running double. No, I'm sorry. We're not, I'm an idiot. We're running, uh, running a one by, but yeah, we had to space it outboard cause it was just doing weird well, stuff. Is- I think it just has to do with the fact that the, the chain stays are so oh, short yeah. on that bike. Um, but the cassette is so yeah. massive. Right. But Andrew's running mountain bike crank, mountain bike frame, mountain bike rear derailleur and cassette. Yeah. I'm pretty much just using the road bike shifters and brakes. Ah, yeah, that'll be, that'll be fine. But for those people out there, road bike slash cross bike, short change, chain stay situation. Um, yeah, it can be tough. What else we got? Kenny can go. Sure. Nothing too exciting. Just been riding my bike. I put some push seals in my Fox 34. They are interesting. (laughs) So installation was kind of a pain. They actually just kind of pop into the lowers, no problem. Like you really don't even need a seal press. Uh, but the problem is like the um, actual seal to the upper stanchion is there super goes your tight. Anno, bitches. And it doesn't have like, yeah, it doesn't have like the the kind of flat top that the factory 34 seal has. It's more of like a sharp lip and it makes getting the damn stanchions on there a pain in the ass. I was probably messing with the thing for 15 minutes trying to get the damn stanchions on so and they definitely squeeze the stanchions pretty tight so i think there's a little bit more drag than normal i never had any problem by the way i pulled my fox 34 apart it probably had almost 2,000 miles on it maybe at least 1500 and it was awesome inside like and the fork was still running great i just needed to do it and holy crap, it looked great in there. So, I mean, the factory seals, obviously, at least in dusty conditions, work just fine. Um, yeah. So, I don't know that I would do it again. Sorry, Push. Sorry. Sorry, your shit feels weird. <laughs> I'm now running 12 PSI on my fork, and it has no small bump compliance. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not that bad. But it's definitely just not as good as factory, and factory seals work good. What else? Um, I'll probably put my stump jumper up for sale. So I'll let everybody know if that happens. Um, just, you know, it's a year old. Might as well just get a new one. What size is it? It's a medium. I will also have my element for sale very soon. It is also a medium element C70. There you go. Which model is your stump jumper? I know you said it just so. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a carbon. It's an, so it's the same. It's the same as all the other carbons. So the S-Works layup and all the other carbons are all the same, same weight. It's surprisingly light. But anyway, it's the ST, the short travel, uh, but it does have a 140 fork. So it's 140, 120, 
and weighs 26.2 pounds with everything. So not bad. And it's got one by 11 uh, XT slash XTR DI2 uh, next cranks carbon bar etc etc nice shit so anyway i will let everybody know what i end up doing so if anyone's interested just uh shoot me an email or something and we can talk about it um yeah other than that just riding been doing a bunch of park city it's really nice out there um did some jump trail stuff today good times i don't think there's anything else new and exciting have i bought any new shit xtr brakes are still pretty damn good I don't think I'd, yeah, I don't think I'd buy them with my money. $760 for a pair is pretty rowdy and also learned. So a couple of things, I didn't know this, uh, though the pads for those brakes are like bespoke for those brakes. And I think maybe shared by the new XT four pots, like the new, new, new ones, the a I don't know what damn model is eighty one twenty I have no idea the twelve I, mean, I get it brakes don't have speeds but the brakes that match yes. the twelve speed the twelve speed brakes indeed so they <laughs> use the same pads and those little fuckers are expensive they're like fifty six dollars or something like that Jesus for got them for a got brake em. which is pretty can't uh, make your brakes eight hundred bucks if you don't have a hundred dollars worth of goddamn brake pads in them yeah oh, pretty pretty crazy uh so that's nuts and what else. On another on other news, I haven't actually used them. I'm sure they're going to be great, but we have a bunch of those XT 12 speed kits in, and I just looked at those brakes. Those things are nice. Like holy shit, they're actually anodized instead of painted. Two hundred and ten dollars a brake, which is like way more reasonable. For which um, which level? XT four brake. pots. Okay. Oh, I just I, all I heard was twelve speed. I didn't hear. <laughs> but they're nice, like really nice. Super impressed. So that's pretty cool. What else? Oh yeah. So the, not only are those XTR pads super expensive, but you can't use Saint pads. I thought for some reason you could use Saint pads in the new XTR and maybe you can, but not vice versa. You cannot put the new pad, the XTR pad in Saint. Like it just doesn't work. Oh, but you can put the Saint pad in XTR. Maybe you can put the Saint pads in XTR. I haven't done it yet, but I just happen to have a customer's bike. He has the older four pot, uh, XTs, which were, I think just the Saint caliber. Yeah. And his pads were at the backing plate. I just went on the wall and I had the new XTR pads of all things. And I'm like, oh yeah, those looks like they'll work. Just different. Like they just cost twice as much. Each sink thingies. They cost twice as much, but whatever, not my cash. Money. And I went to put them in and, and uh, yeah, no go. So that's kind of lame. Can I poop on new XTR a little bit more now or not? Well, the XTR race stuff has brake pads that are like smaller than a road. They're they remind me of old BB five pads. It's their new. It's bizarre too. Like what they got rid of their middle ground, which is yeah, like weird. XDR races. I, just I just ridiculous. don't understand that. But I guess it's their new road pad, correct? I guess I don't know. It's tiny. Because for a minute, the road bikes just use the regular old mountain bike pads, but now it's the I think road pad they have their ish. own like skinnier pads. It's so little. It's crazy. I mean, I guess that that's great if you're doing like if you're doing cross country racing someplace where there's not mountains, it's probably wonderful and light and everything. I get it, but it's still tiny. Well, can I poop on them? Of course. Sure. Uh, I worked on the new XTR brakes today, and the customer's bike had been set up terribly. 
I don't know the customer. The race or the trail? So trail brakes, four pistons. Um, I don't like them. I, sorry, Levi. I know you love your XTR. I rode the guy's bike. I fixed the guy's bike. I you definitely the, wheeled, wheelied it through the shop. Well, yeah, I can do that on BB5s too. I can wheelie a fucking time trial bike with road brakes that, where the rear brake barely works. I can wheelie. That doesn't mean the brake works. That means the brake works enough. Doesn't mean it feels like my haze brakes. That's my new benchmark is that haze brake. I the felt, Dominion. Yeah, that haze Dominion A4 is the best brake I've ever squeezed. And I felt the new G2 brakes. They feel better than guides, but they don't feel like haze. I, sorry, but God, that new XCR shit just feels broken. The lever feels awesome or awful on the brake and the bike, the, the shifting just feels terrible. And I know that Levi loves to well, forget about the shifting. My brakes. I like my brakes. I think they feel pretty damn good. Again, I'm being very, I like how the lever is uh, like wider and flatter now. Yeah, it's for funny. Sure. Like that's what I—that was my first thing I noticed about those Axis SRAM red levers. Was I—I I squeezed them. I'm like, oh, this is like a big flat lever now. It feels like a mountain bike lever on a road brake. It's nice. I would love to see the brake. Oh, down. I did. I did ride. I want to know if the trail brake and the race brake uses a different lever. Oh, absolutely, they do. The race brakes feel awful. But the- I have a coworker who got those. They are super bummer. But the bummer. trail brake feels like it doesn't move enough fluid. That's the only way I know how to describe it. Like I feel Yeah, his my I think his are fucked up. Mine feel mine feel extremely similar but not the same as the new G2 SRAM. Like fucking solid. Yeah, I just I just don't like I don't like XTR brakes ever. I've never squeezed a pair of XTR brakes and been like, oh, this would be sick to own. Like, I just don't like them. And I don't know who built this guy's bike, but like two of the rotor bolts weren't even touching the rotor. They weren't just like loose. They just weren't like finished tightened. (laughs) Um, Nice. The hydraulic line to lever was... It's supposed to be six Newton meters and it it was like two. It should be six. And one of the, the right side lever was like a half a turn out. And on the, the rear lever, there was no O-ring on the bleed port. And then the front brake was probably a full one and a half rotations out from six Newton meters on torque. Um, yeah, it sounds like you probably need to (laughs) bleed those brakes before you say that they suck. Cause it sounds like that's what I did. Like that uh, was gotcha. why the bike was the in bike the shop. Was in the shop the guys like, for me to bleed the brakes. New and bike I got all this stuff and bled the brakes and was like, I'm really glad this isn't my fucking bike because this is kind of awful. So, and the cassette was trying to fall off. I rode, I rode a new squishy squashy today. Can you talk about it? So I rode the, yeah, yeah. Uh, I rode the, uh, oh, what the fuck you call it? Damn it. The trust. Oh, that fork. Whatever that weirdo, that weirdo linkage. What did fork. it feel like? Uh, I rode it for just a little bit at park city. It, uh, it's, it's a weird one. Uh, it, it's interesting. Unlocked standing up out of the saddle, low cadence, single speed style feels pretty decent. It moves, but it moves in a weird way. 
So it's not fully locked out. You can lock it out, but I just had it open. It doesn't have the really soft off the top like a Fox 34 does that really is difficult to stand up and sprint on, like without a it's doubt, unless like, you lock it out. It doesn't out. have that super it's, supple, small it's, um It almost feels regressive. Like it's almost firmer up top, and then it dives in a little bit. It's bizarre. But long story short, it actually felt pretty decent standing up out of the saddle and like kind of moving the bike side to side. You could watch the front wheel move under you, but it didn't feel like it was diving. It was bizarre. So there's that. If you drop off onto something with just the front wheel, like going down successive rock ledges or rock drops, that kind of stuff. Like bump, 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 bump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels fucking terrible. <laughs> no way. Uh, it is t- god awful. Uh, as if there is no suspension fork. It feels like a Niner carbon fork. Where yeah. does it feel good? If you fully send it? Uh, if you smash it straight into something. So it has to hit it from the front. Like if you run into a curb. Oh, example, like if you pick the bars run up into, and slam them down on the ground. Like No, if you, if you pick them up and slam them down, it's very bad. That's what I'm saying. Like that feels if awful. If you let something, yeah. If you let something strike the fork. So you, like you just smash into something like you'd never lift up your bars ever. If you have that riding style, I think you would probably like it because it works. So like charging through Um, some shit, it would work like a normal fork, but then like coming down onto the ground, like a straight down, like axle perpendicular to the ground type of hit does not work. That is correct. So if you rode like a real mountain biker and like jumped over the big bump and landed on the small bumps, it's just going to fuck your shit. It's pretty harsh, and in general, little the little bit of chatter, it's not very good. It's definitely not the worst thing I've ever ridden, but it's not it's not very it's not very good. Um, it's just a weird fork. You got to ride it very differently. I think you would adapt your riding style. I think you need to weight the bars a lot, and then just smash into shit, and then it kind of works. But if you're lighter on the bike and let the bike drop down onto stuff, it's not right. Hmm. So. I'll maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'll spend some more time on one and let people know. But, uh, yeah, it used to be, what, $3,000 and they lowered it to $2,000 or something. Oh, speaking of expensive weird forks, I, I'm trying to get Lauf to send a fork out for demoing on my drop bar mountain bike. But so far, they just didn't answer my email. Did you hear that I got a Lauf? Yeah, we had the Lauf. We had the Lauf guys come through. Um, I think they make bikes now, yeah. don't they? They make like a gravel yeah. bike. I think they do. Well, they came through. They were pretty nice, uh, but you know they were trying to get us to sell their line of bikes. So yeah. it was, of course, pretty nice. They're interesting. I uh, yeah, it's it's almost a, like a Lauf situation where it does. If you ride your bike normal, it just does weird shit. Yeah, and it oh yeah, it's it's. Weird. I want this for like the, for like jeep road gravel bike mountain bike stuff like basically the stuff you'd want a cutthroat for i would that, like, that's how i have my spot rocker set up right now is it's like a small hardtail with drop bars and i, I have the rs1 on it but i really wanted to try the lauf but yeah i'm, I'm not gonna i just don't want to pay that much money for something i might not like and i just you know our listeners ask about them occasionally and would love to hear about them and that's why i told them like hey we we have people that want to know about this so they can buy it. But yeah, whatever people don't like us. It's okay. 
<laughs> That's about all I got as far as exciting well, I stuff. Had more, but yeah, whatever. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. Well, I, obviously, I did. I mean, you told me to. So, um, did you hear that I got a laugh, Kenny? Was that we talked about it? You, you got a laugh? What? Yeah, you I got have Levi's one on laugh. my. Uh, I have got one on my cross bike now. Mm, okay, it works great for that. But, um, I've actually been riding my bike. I rode my motorcycle some and it's pretty my front tire is so haggard like if i was a customer at the bike shop with that front tire i would berate myself <laughs> it's got little- so is it street legal can you like ride it around or you just don't care if it's street legal or you just ride it with full knobbies or what's the situation i have tags insurance and a license plate and in colorado that is sufficient so, yeah. So you don't have to have DOT tires is what you're saying? If one were to pass a current inspection, they would need that installed. Ah, got but it. But if one were riding with tags, insurance, and a license plate, they probably wouldn't be pulled over. So my knobby tires are doing great. <laughs> except the front tire is super dry and all the knobs are peeling off. Do you have a desire to get like some actual dual sport tires or no zero? Because if I ride down my street and get, I run over maybe like a mile and a half of pavement and I'm on gravel roads. Okay. And I'm not going to ride it on the highway anywhere ever i would have to do stuff like i would have to have different tires and gearing and everything for that i'd have to change the sprocket and stuff and then it would be a little over geared and under tired for the trail so my i'm off tuesday wednesday thursday and today is sunday so my plan for this week is to install i have a 20 year old pickup truck and the leaf springs are a three pack that bottom leaf spring is a frowny face right now so when you put the moto carrier on the back of the truck, it really squats and dies. So I'm putting a four pack of fresh springs in there this week so I can haul it to like go to ride real single track and stuff. So that's my plan. Dude, we should. Uh, yeah, I can't wait till I get my moto going. I'll have to find my way out there or vice versa. And we can like touch front tires or something. <laughs> oh, God, we could dock our motos. I've got to I got to get better at riding mine just so I can keep up. Dude, I did some, it's, it's been some stuff. So for those of you who are like, oh, match this full blown moto daddy now. No, no. I did three hours on the bike on Tuesday. I did about seven hours of landscaping work on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, 4th of July, freedom day, I went out and did about three hours of moto. So pretty fair and balanced, I would say, except. Yeah. You know, what's fucking cool. Race cars, <laughs> dirt bikes, motorcycles, jet boats, uh, fucking airplanes using all cool shit so shooting guns in a safe manner um shooting guns out of an airplane in an unsafe manner <laughs> shooting also guns fun. off a motorcycle <laughs> whoa <laughs> whoa i just got the weirdest boner <laughs> um but then on so i rode to and from work yesterday which was about three hours on the bike and then this morning I rode to work, which is like another hour and a half ish. 
And then I'm going to ride to work again tomorrow on the bicycle, which will be another hour and a half ish. So I'm actually pedaling my bike some. So for all the haters out there, fuck you too. I don't think that there are haters. And as, as long as we're talking about that, I think the only haters we have are upset about wheel sizes. Yeah. But 29 or die bitches get you some. <laughs> um, so I've been riding my bike and things are good. The shop's been really busy. So we've just been busy. Um, and I've decided that if there was ever a hell and I am sent there, the phone will be ringing constantly. There will be a small dog barking inside of the store. Just like awful little animal that shouldn't be in public. And there will be tires just at random tires blowing off the road <laughs> because and it sounds like a Tuesday to me and occasionally a tire blows off the rim into your lunch that would be that didn't with, happen tire with sealant oh of course I mean the blowing sealant's up. a given we ain't yeah. we ain't out here just blowing up no like latex tubes and road tires or anything I'm talking about for real for real like sealant sealant filled inner tubes I'm talking rim brake dust all over your fingers. I'm talking barking dogs shitting on the floor. Like, yeah, I had a I had a, a bike today that Matt was like, "I got to eat lunch. Can you do this flat repair?" And she put that very nicely. I was trying to re- do this last <laughs> thing before I ate my lunch, and he and- handed me a wheel <laughs> with a downhill tire lever stuck in the bead. <laughs> Hey, I'm a gentleman. I put the tire lever in there for you. I care about you, girl. Look, see, see, some people would say that was rude. He basically threw a wheel at me. Andrea doesn't keep a downhill tire lever on her bench. I I ended up taking that tire off the rim with two plastic tire levers. I made a decision that I wasn't going to do that without throwing some shit because I was so hungry. So he just threw the wheel at me. I threw it at something. That was tough enough to catch it. <laughs> you're such an asshole. <laughs> if you're curious, a DH casing tubeless tire on a Stan's crest. Um, would you say that, would that would or wouldn't blow off the rim? Definitely, definitely destroys the, the rim, rim, blows off the rim. <laughs> that is correct. That is the correct answer. Why were you, who was even wanting that? I don't know. Some customer gave it to me. He was like, hey, I this dh casing tire on my crest so i was like all right that's fucking weird and then it blew off and i'm like yeah this is not um, that's what i happened. can't put this on your crest <laughs> <laughs> and now your crest is uh is got a little little bend to the left in it <laughs> a little side pipe action <laughs> yeah so matt gives me this wheel and, it's, and politely asks could you please put a new tube in this for me Hold on, it gets better. And I go outside and I sit down on the ground behind the shop and eat my lunch. And when I walk back in, Andrea has soapy water in one hand, like a spray bottle of it, this wheel in the other. And she gives me this look that says, I would murder you if I didn't have to deal with your body. (laughs) It gets better. Um, but wait, there's so more. I, I put the tube in. Call and- the next 20 minutes and we'll include sealing all over fucking everything. <laughs> 
So the reason why I had soapy water is because this tire, this shitty wire bead, stiff ass tire. Old garden not, hose riding ass. Would not seat. Like the bead wouldn't seat. It just, you know, you pump it up. It said like, you know, inflate to 50 to 75 PSI. Well, you pump it up to like 60, which is about where you would ride this probably like 50 to 60. And this, the beads just way down in the rim. Like it's all the fucking way in there. So with soapy water and prying and, and yelling and pressure of around 75, I didn't really go over pressure, but I went up to 75 and let pressure out. I get this bead seated with the tube in it, put it back on the bike. And I start to wheel the bike out to the customer and he's like, Oh, it's all done. And Matt had been like, yeah, this is a really quick repair and it took longer. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me put some air in your front tire. It feels kind of low. And I wheel the tire like two feet away from the customer and the back tube with the ceiling in it just fucking explodes out of the rim. Just explodes. And Matt walks around the corner. He's like, can I do anything to help? No, no. From around the corner, I said, I guess it's my turn. Crickets. And I'm like. Would you like me to do that? And Andrea storms past. She goes, just clean the ceiling up. And I said. (laughs) From where? I said, from where? She said, the check-in counter. Or she said, up front. I said, did it get on the product? Because, like, if ceiling gets all over, like, every brake pad you have and stuff, it's a really good idea to stop, compose yourself. You need to clean off a workspace, like a whole bench, and just take all the product over to that bench and then one by one, wipe the packages off. Because if not, they'll look hammered. And if you've ever had trouble selling product at retail, let me tell you how to not help it. Make it look fucking hammered. And then you'll definitely not sell. But yeah, he's like, did it get on the product? And I'm like, just, she said, just the check. She said, the check-in counter. And I go around the corner and there's literally <laughs> like, it looks like an expressionist painting. Like there's just sealant on Every flat surface, the keyboard has a fine mist of specialized airlock just coating it. It's like this paste. And there's like, it's it's from about seven <laughs> feet high because I can comfortably clean at seven feet. I can touch an eight foot ceiling flat uh, if I tiptoe. But from about seven feet to about, I don't know, two and a half feet. And in this stripe, that's probably like, four and a half feet wide just sealant just everywhere sealant just everywhere. all over the four ounces of of airlock sealant on everything and so i i take it in the back and i put a new i put a new tire on it because basically what had happened what had happened was what had happened was after i like composed myself and started looking the tire had never actually been seated like that bead whoever inflated the tire originally um they had not taken the time like i had to make sure that the entire bead was seated so that spot that had been under the rim for i don't know the last six years had it had rubbed a hole through the sidewall um and that's where the tube came out and exploded sealant everywhere And then when I went to put a new tube and tire on this man's bike, 
the tube, like the hose coming out of our bucket of airlock sealant. Oh, right. I forgot about up. this. I'd blocked this from my memory. And so I took the fitting off the hose, pointed the hose down into the sink and pushed on the handle. With the power of sharks. And, and it didn't go anywhere. Like the hose itself, not the, it's usually the fitting that clogs up with the cottony shit they put in there. And I push on the handle and nothing happens. So I shove the hose down in there a little bit more. And I just turn around and just give it like all of my fucking anger. <laughs> like, imagine the most angry woman you've ever seen. That's how hard I shoved on the handle. And it shot the plug out and the hose shot out of the sink and and put a stripe of sealant up the wall to like the ceiling. Guess what? And somewhere in there, somehow it flipped around and put a stripe of sealant on the back of my leg as well. And guess who got to clean up that ceiling? And I'm like, I fixed this. Now you can clean this ceiling up while I fix the rest of the tire. And no exaggeration, I walked over there. There was like a gallon of sealant sprayed everywhere. I looked, and I'm like, there's sealant inside the paper towel dispenser. Like the it it went in the out shoot on the paper towel dispenser. I literally like when that when for well first. When the when the sealant exploded out of the tire the first time, I was I almost just like laid the bike against a wall and it was just like you know what I'm done today I quit I'm done <laughs> maybe tomorrow but today I'm done and then the sealant went all over the wall and I just was like I'm just gonna quit for good like I'm done like it's not just today I'm just quitting forever now <laughs> like just can't come back can't show my face around here no more <laughs> but hey. So how far do you think the airlock sealant uh, will fly? Because we've done this. I had one explode out of the sidewall. So wall. if you if you just if you have hold one on, person, hold on one second, hold, hold the hose. Wait, Matt's Matt's getting something out of the laundry area. Are you getting a warm net today? We got them cold, bitch. No, oh, he's getting a root beer. I wanted a root beer. Okay, keep going, Kenny. So if you hold, if you have somebody hold an airlock hose in one hand and the other person full weight with an unclogged airlock bucket, uh, how far do you At think that will go? At least 30 feet. Yeah, I was going to say 32 feet. <laughs> that is correct. It goes 30 feet. <laughs> I'm just did guessing. Did you do that inside? I'm just guessing based on, yeah, we did that based in the, on the force at which it hit the wall when it, because imagine, so imagine if it was slightly pressurized. And you pushed on it with the strength of an angry woman. A strong, angry woman. <laughs> the strongest. The angriest. Yeah. It definitely I've only seen An- Andrea more upset once, and it included a, an issue about half and half. <laughs> yeah, I like half and half in my coffee every morning. So, she was pretty... Like, you know, when someone's so mad, they're scarily calm. (laughs) She was like that before the second airlock explosion. Yeah. Should we answer some questions? I I don't think so. Do we have any good ones that'll be fun to answer? Because that's really what I'm up for right now. You're not down to just slog? No. What rims should I put on my hardtail? You need crest rims with downhill casing tires. That is correct. 
That just kind of like that statement gives me a little bit of a flashback to that downhill casing tire blowing off of that rim. Just a it few. It was f- double down. Whatever. It's the same thing. A stupidly stiff and hard casing tire blowing off the rim near my head in the middle of the night, making me think that someone shot a gun in my house. No questions. We're going to do one question. We're going to do one question. And it's from Kevin McNutty. It's actually McNulty, but I'm sorry. I'm sure growing up that kid was McNutty. I made fun of him. You're probably the first one, and now he's going to cry. Cool. If he can handle listening to our show, uh, yeah. He signed his, his email. Cheers, Speedy, Mac Daddy, and Maine. You can't get there from here. So if his skin isn't thick, he better fucking change his email signature. All right. What's the question? Hey, howdy, y'all. Stumbled upon your podcast a few months ago and really enjoyed the show. Thanks for all the great entertainment and info. Question for Andrea. Damn. I'm looking for advice on new tires for a week-long bikepacking trip to Iceland in September. Going to be root beer burps. Why uh, did you blow that towards me? I don't know. <laughs> Going to be a lot of mixed conditions from sand to volcanic rock. and want to make sure my tires are up to the conditions. And, of course, I want to have my nuggets and eat them, too. Lightweight, fast, aggressive tread, and tough sidewalls. I'll be riding my 2018 Santa Cruz Chameleon R275. And for the record, he hyperlinked that. Big ups, Kevin. I'm currently running a 3.0 Specialized Purgatory up front and a 3.0 WTB Ranger in the rear. Not sure if total weight would factor into your suggestion. I'm about 160 pounds, 6 foot tall, and will probably have about 40 pounds of gear with me, camping, food, clothes, and fishing gear. I appreciate any suggestions you might have. Cheers. Speedy Mac Daddy in Maine. You can't get there from here. Wait, so... He's is he twenty seven five by three oh I'm guessing. Show enough. Um, I don't know. I mean, what's wrong with what he's got now? What's wrong with those twenty seven five two six Victoria Mezcals that Brandy ran for Tour Divide? Wouldn't he need like some two eights to keep his bottom bracket up? I mean, technically she did too, but she's been doing fine. Yeah, I mean, I think on plus bikes. The two six is going to be a little low in the bottom bracket. Maybe you won't notice it. I'm not sure. I've never been to Iceland. I'm not totally familiar with the terrain. But if you if that doesn't bother you, yeah, like you could go with the two six. But I'd I'd stay like two eight to three zero. I think two eight's like the sweet spot for the twenty seven plus tires. It seems like because the three O's they have to make them like a little thinner in order for them to not weigh two thousand grams, and the two six might just be a little bit short. Matt's looking at the Mezcal right now. The Mezcal has been a super popular bikepacking tire. From what I've seen, I have not tried it yet. Um, I plan on, once I finish um, wearing out the tires I have now, that will probably be the next one that I try. What you finding? Two six or smaller is all they have. Okay. Yeah, I mean, those two sixes looked all right. Did he say what size rim he's using? Probably assume, a 40 or something. I assume stock. So let's click his hyperlink that he gave us. Yeah. Do, do, do. WT Arc 40s. Yeah, you could try that Mezcal on there. That's That's been, um, you know, lots of people who have been doing 
Tour Divide have really liked that tire. Like I said, I, I can't speak for it now. So, you know, maybe check it out. Um, I don't have a ton of experience with the with the 27 plus tires. I know that Maxxis is making their recon and recon race in plus. Well, I don't know about the race, but the recon's coming in plus. Um, that's been a really nice front tire that I've been using in 29 on the Element. I don't have nothing. The question was for you, girl, not me. Yeah. I I just don't have I don't have a ton of twenty seven plus experience. So I can't um I can only say what other people have been using. Uh lots of people using the icon as well. So maybe like a recon icon if you don't like the uh can you look up what size those come in? I think those are two point eight. They're two point six or two point eight. Uh but those those have been a popular combination as well. Icons are super fast rolling and the EXO casing from Maxis is um, you know, I mean, it's, it's even on the faster rolling tires, it's still a tough casing. So that's not a bad choice either. Looks like they do the recon for sure. What size is the recon? Two six. Okay. Well, no, I looked up 29. Sorry. No. Shoot. I'm an idiot. <sighs> we can just edit this. Part. Cause you know. 27.5 by 3.0. I don't even consider that a real tire. <laughs> so they lift it, list an icon. Oh, is the G1 a 27 plus? Uh, yeah, they do that in 27 plus. I don't know. My my only experience with the Schwalbe G1 was on a like a gravel bike. So yeah, it was 27.5 great by 2.8 Schwalbe G1. Yeah, there you go. You'd be riding those like you'd be riding a dodgeball. I don't know if that would be great for mud. Like that tread pattern looks like it would pack up pretty quick. Schwalbe Supermoto. Hell That's yeah. slick. Hell yeah. Wired. What size are the Maxxis 27 plus tires? That's kind of what I was wondering. Well, you asked me to look it up. And, uh, looks like Maxxis does a DHR and a 2.8. Icon comes in probably 2.8. Yeah. And I think the Recon Plus is also one that maybe it's not there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I would I think the the Recon and Icon combo would be a good one to check out as well. So look at the Mezcals. If you want to stick with something a little taller, um try, check out that Recon and Icon or Icon Icon or Recon Recon, you know, just look at the tread pattern, see what tickles your fancy and uh just go from there. Just try some shit out. You know, if you have time before your trip, test ride it some and make sure you like it. Anything, Kenny? Nope. <laughs> You're not bike packing, Kenny? No. Okay. I bike packing my Lexus. <laughs> oh, I didn't talk about the yard turkey. Okay, go quick and then we got to go because I'm tired. Uh, Well, two days ago, I I pulled up at the house and there was a wild turkey on the roof porch. You can look at it on Twitter, but a hen, wild turkey, just on the porch roof. The roof of the porch, I think is what you're trying to say. Yeah, the porch roof of the house. There's just a turkey up there. I pulled up, got out of the car, took some pictures, and I'm like, maybe she's stuck. And I went up to the, the window of the house that overlooks the porch, and I opened it. And she looked at me and was like, nah, I'm out. And like hopped off the roof, 
fluttered down to the ground, ran off into the woods. Next day I pull up and so my chickens, when they're out like free ranging in the yard, um, if I pull up in the car, they usually run up to greet me because sometimes I have food. I like going the, I go in the shed and throw some, some grain out for them or something. So they're kind of conditioned to my car rolling up in the driveway. Well, the chickens came to greet me and this turkey like runs up behind them and like is just hanging out with the chickens. And I, I threw some stuff out for the turkey, well, for the chickens. And of course the turkey like kind of pecked at it too. So I didn't see it today, but I've been at work all day. So you might have a pet wild turkey also. That's it. There's pictures on Twitter. It's funny. Anything else? No. Well, there you go. There's an episode of Just Riding Along. It's on Mountain Bike Radio. And uh, that's it. <laughs>